Hello, and welcome to this special Christmas episode of Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 7 of Toradora. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So it seems like we're uh, revisiting that little cliffhanger, where it seems like Ryuji has gotten himself into some very deep trouble. I can only imagine that this will result in further violence. Oh, poor Meenery, she doesn't know. She doesn't know the slaughter that's about to go down. Uh-oh, that's not a good sign. Tag's just telling Meenery to go on ahead, I guess. Oh boy. Taiga doesn't want any witnesses. Man, Ami really can't help herself but to twist the knife. You know, I'm noticing a bit of a pattern here, just thinking to myself, and it really seems like, of all the people who have problems that we know of, they seem to be the cause of their own problems. Both Ryuji, Taiga, and even Ami to an extent cannot be forthright, and therefore they're sort of forced to lie, which extends their problems indefinitely. You know, I was going to say, it seems like Ryuji and Taiga have come to an understanding, but it seems like they were just sort of ignoring it and walking around on eggshells. Oh dear. 
So I guess, fortunately, the bird biting the big one might be the distraction they need from their own relationship problems. I mean, the bird hasn't quite died, but... Boy, it, it sure seems like Inko chose just that moment to get Ryuji out of a difficult conversation. Alright, so it seems like plot is happening once again. I'm wondering if they're going to get, like, stuck in detention or something for both being late for school. Yeah, it seems like they're going to be in some kind of trouble, if only because they didn't have time for breakfast. Alright, so Ami has found some new leverage, and she is going to use it for all it's worth. Alright, well, at least Tag is preferring to verbally spar for the most part. You know, it wouldn't do to throttle her in the middle of class, I would assume. You know, I have to wonder. Like, the bell's already rung. Why isn't class starting? Is the teacher so afraid of intervening? Uh, I know what the teacher's thinking. She's all set on, like, summertime romance and all that. And, yep, there we go. She is coping hard because she's starting to get old. Uh. Man, you know, I feel like this is a really sort of common character archetype for teachers, where they are so distraught at their fading youth that they take it out on their students. But on the other hand, this whole swimsuit business seems to be a bit of a crisis for Taiga. I can only imagine she's upset at having to shop at the children's section or something, because that's the only thing that'll fit. Oh, dear. Yep, that's about what I figured. Ami could not help herself. Man, I, I can't help but wonder why Ryuji got dragged into this whole thing, where he gets to look at girls trying on swimsuits the whole day. Especially the one girl he really likes.
Man, Ami knows precisely what she's doing here. She's doing that deliberately. You know, I don't know how anyone could possibly think she's playing dumb when she is already a model. Yep, well, I guess that was a transparent attempt to sort of seduce Ryuji. Alright, so the plot's really thickening here. I'm wondering why precisely Taiga dragged him into the booth. Okay, so here's the issue, like, a kid's swimsuit is out of the question as a matter of pride, even though that might be the realistic solution. Yep. Tag is dancing around the issue. It fits in most places except one. Doesn't help that she's built like a washboard. You know, that's another fairly common thing, too, where a character is really insecure regarding that aspect of their anatomy. I can only assume she's going to do something, some sort of subterfuge that's going to backfire spectacularly. Oh. Oh, okay, well, maybe maybe she was just bluffing. You know, she sort of threw out there that she doesn't know how to swim, and that's why she's embarrassed. But Ryuji is under the impression that she would never admit to something like that so easily. So it seems like it is more of an anatomical issue. I'm thinking that maybe... Maybe it's a bit of both. Of course, uh, Ryuji's mom is rather forthright in the benefits of drinking milk. And she has the results to prove it, so... Uh, I feel like Taiga's gonna start chugging milk by the gallon. <laughs> Ew, gross. Give me more of them, please. Uh, I mean, of course, just because, like, the pool's open doesn't mean she's gonna grow overnight. You know, that's, um... I, I don't know. The body growing is, like, a pretty, uh... long-term process. You don't just grow overnight. But at the same time, I'm wondering if she really actually can't swim, too. Because, you know, she sort of threw that out as a red herring, but I'm wondering if there might be a grain of truth to that as well. Like, you know, if she manages to solve the anatomical issue one way or another, 
But then she dives in the pool and sinks like a stone, or shows up with a bunch of, like... Uh, what do you call them? Those, um... Inflatable rings that you put on your arms. I can't think of what they're called. I I can only assume that you would show up with, like, those and, like, a big inner tube and a whole bunch of other flotation devices in highly stereotypical fashion. Uh oh. So it seems like somebody had taken a candid picture of her and added a disparaging comment. Well, that's interesting. She actually, like, destroyed the photography club over that. You know, I know this has been sort of played up for comedy before, but I can understand how this would be a very serious issue for her, considering that she was apparently the the subject of considerable mockery. Alright, well, here we go. Uh, Ryuji, using his natural talents at sewing, is preparing for subterfuge. I can only assume that this is going to backfire in the worst possible way, even if it does solve an immediate issue. At least there's some progress being made here. You know, Taiga is somewhat appreciative and apologetic for being such a pain. At least she recognizes that Ryuji's trying to be part of the solution rather than the problem. Well, so it seems like Ryuji's done good work, but... I don't know. It seems to me that this whole thing is a little bit bizarre. Man, you know, there is truly nothing worse than swimming at school. Like, that that was not something I enjoyed doing. And I did enjoy swimming. Like, it, it truly is an exercise in... No, no, it it feels like a punishment. Like, I definitely don't cut a Herculean figure, but... Like, I don't mind swimming without a shirt or whatever, but like... Doing it with all your peers, especially when those peers are jerks, like, it's just not good.
You know, it occurs to me that getting your hair messed up is not the only downside of running by a pool. I'm also wondering why uh, all the girls are just, like, tying up their hair rather than getting, like, a bathing cap or something. I feel like that would be a better way to do things. Because your hair's going to get wet either way. Alright, so interestingly enough, everybody is rather transfixed by Taiga. So, at least for now, uh, their subterfuge is working. So interestingly enough, Meanery is not fooled, and one would think she would have the good grace not to intervene and, I guess, reveal the deception, but I don't know. She She's a chaotic presence. Alright, so I feel like between Taiga sort of um, not being able to talk to Kitamura properly and between this whole patting her chest thing, something's going to go catastrophically wrong. Uh-oh. Yep, seeing how everybody's just hauling off and throwing people into the pool, I feel like uh, Taiga is very swiftly going to be hurled into the pool with unfortunate results. I mean, it doesn't help that her small stature makes her easy to throw around. Oh, dear. It seems she wasn't bluffing. She really can't swim. There we go. It wasn't a red herring after all. It was, uh, misdirecting with the truth. So, I guess, interestingly, I mean, she can't swim, but at least she has that, that sort of, um, what would you call it? Like the fictional method of drowning whereby you make a lot of noise and draw attention to yourself rather than just sink underneath the water and die. So I guess, unfortunately, this has sort of um, exacerbated the other issue. You know, she's lost the one pad, but she's also gotten everybody's attention over to her too. So... It seems to me that Ryuji's taking a big risk here, because he's kind of 
reaching into a rather intimate place in moderate sight of everybody. He's taken his reputation into his hands there, along with something else for that matter. That we don't see the immediate aftermath is somewhat telling to me. Yeah, so, I mean, Ryuji helped her, but at the same time, he has also transgressed a boundary. One would think she would have the good grace to, like, kind of shut up in public and at least, like, smack Ryuji around in private. But at the same time, I feel like you'd be able to adequately explain, like, you know, hey, you can either reveal the subterfuge to everybody or you can accept that in the heat of the moment I wasn't as precise as maybe I should have been. I mean, it's definitely not a not a good situation to be in, but at the same time, you have to pick your battles. So thankfully, Meanery, in being utterly chaotic and incomprehensible, she seems to have gotten everyone to shut up. You know what? She raises a good point. Sports are competitive for a reason. It's better than fighting. Alright, well that's it for this episode.
If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. Merry Christmas, Space Cowboy.